Welcome to the More Than Hearers podcast. You're listening to the sound of my voice. My voice is Orion. No, that's not right. My name is Orion. No. That's a good start. We should keep this one. Most people know you're Orion because of your voice. Uh, Our listeners, anyway. People hear my voice and... <laughs> know that it's Orion. I don't know. And they know that I said it's Orion. The voice's name is Orion. Yeah, this is a, this is a rough start. We're going to keep it, though, because the music's going. As long as the music's going... It's an intro. So uh, Peter's with me. Peter talked a little bit. He's sick and probably wondering where this could possibly go from here. We talk Bible on this show. We're in the 47th episode of this fine uh, bit of audio. And we're in the book of Luke, chapter 23. You can start turning there if you want to follow along while I tell you all this really important stuff. Like, you can get a hold of us via our email address podcast at morethanhearers.com uh, the Facebook page facebook.com slash morethanhearers or our Instagram page at morethanhearers our Twitter contacts Peter is at mth underscore Peter and I'm at Orion Plays Music and if you like what we do you can leave a review woo it rhymed woo podcast app of choice we're on spotify we're on stitcher we're on uh itunes we're on google play um and wherever you're listening currently uh and go ahead and feel free to share what if you like what we're doing you can share that with other people that you think might benefit and uh oh i forgot we're doing this um uh we we take donations oh yeah to spread the this ministry uh, we don't take we don't uh, profit from this uh, at the time of this recording, <laughs> but we do uh, we do expand this we do have uh, expanding of the ministry. So if you want to help with that, uh, PayPal us podcast at morethanhearers.com. dot com. I think that's enough introing. Hey Peter. Hey man, how you doing? Uh, well enough. You're feeling better. I know your voice was toast. Yesterday, yeah, two days ago, even yeah, I really couldn't talk much. I wasn't well. I am uh, one cough drop through show prep. I'm on my second one now. We'll see how we do. And uh, I'm jealous that you brought food only for yourself. It's not food, man. <laughs> I love cough drops, man. Well, we talked. Was it you? I was talking about the other day. Like, were you a kid? When you a kid, did you have like the tin of sucrets? Uh, no, candy. I don't think we they were candy. I mean, they weren't candy. They were right. meant to be throat lozenges. Right. They were like a fancy one, right? They came in like an Altoid container before Altoids. Yeah. yeah. I was always a Ricola guy. Oh, see, I, I do enjoy uh, Ricola. Yeah, uh, I don't need to be sick to have some Ricola. No, because they got that uh, licorice taste. The, the, the mentholiptus or something. Yeah, I, I, I like some licorice. Um, here's the thing. While you were talking about like reviews and stuff, because, man – uh, seriously, if you guys haven't gone on to some sort of service or whatever and left us a review, I know it kind of gets old to hear people like, Hey, would you, you know, review whatever. Um, it, it does move us up in how we appear to people. Um, like the ranking systems of these. Yeah. And if you enjoy our podcast, maybe you think other people might enjoy it too. One of the best ways to happen is for you guys to, to go on and, and at least like pick some stars. We'd love five. Um, or if you, if you can, string consonants and vowels together and write something that would be even cooler but i was on the uh the apple podcast app and i was searching for us and it used to be that i had to type all the way to more than here 
to get us to even appear. That's very specific, too. That's like a very right. refined... Where because there's now? also a More Than Hearing podcast. What's that about? I don't know. I haven't listened to it. Um, We're not promoting this podcast, But we way. popped up... Now we pop up above them, and I only have to type More Than H. Okay. Yeah, progress. And we are above More Than Hair Metal. Okay. I, and that sounds like something I'd like. Yeah. Uh, and more than half our lives. Okay. More than hearing and some <laughs> others. So that, that's encouraging to me, but we still only have 11 reviews or 11 ratings. Yeah. And the same number of reviews we've had for a while, which I think is three. But whatever. It's, it's cool. If you just like listening and you're like, nah, you guys are on your own. Okay, fine. We still love you. And Unconditionally, because we keep putting out this content. Jesus loves you too. And honestly, I really love doing this. I do. Yeah. I don't know. I think Orion's sick of me, but maybe not. No. Um, you're, the, you're the one who's sick. Ah. Uh, oh. Nicely done, sir. I guess. I don't know. Clever. Cheap shot. All right. Luke 23. I'm ready. Uh, I'm there too. Uh, we, uh, episode 47, you said? Yes. Wow. Wow. Um, I know. It's, it's good. The numbers are going to keep going up. I don't think they go down from here. No. No. are doing it wrong if <laughs> they do. <laughs> Episode, sorry, that <laughs> <laughs> got me. Um, we've always uh, done this in the NIV, and uh, but tonight, tonight, oh. no, 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 we're not. I, I, I'm working on some college classes too, and they really love the ESV. So we did a lot more reading the ESV, and I really like it. It's pretty cool. Okay, I'm just old. I'm not that old, but I'm I'm in my almost in my mid forties. It's too late to convert to ESV. One of these days, maybe. Okay. Maybe not on the podcast, but maybe personally. I don't know. Follow along or whatever version you want. That's fine with me. We're going to do it in the NIV. It reads really well. Luke 23 starts out with, Then the whole assembly rose and led him off to Pilate. Well, what a weird place to pick it up. Yeah. Hopefully you listen to episode 46 and you know what's going on. Yeah, you remember it. It's fresh in your memory. I don't remember. Can we review for me? I'm not sure if you're familiar with this uh, book called The Bible. But who got led off to Pilate? Uh, it's, not, it's not Thomas. Oh, this is Jesus. Aha, there you go. Yeah. He's been arrested. Um, Peter's done some dumb things. Uh, I think last episode you even referred to him as Satan because Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan, at one point. Yeah. Yeah, that was was episode 46. Um, So if you haven't heard that gem, by all means, go back. (laughs) It's a lot better in context, I promise. Anyway, um, Jesus has been arrested. He's been... Uh, being held in the high priest's home, I believe. And so now it says the whole assembly rose and they let him off to Pilate, verse 2. And they began to accuse him, saying, We found this man subverting our nation. He opposes payment of taxes to Caesar and claims to be Messiah, a king. I love this because this is verbal manipulation. It's a half-truth. It's a lawyer's dodge. It's very clever. Because the chief priests, the teachers of the law, go to Pilate and they go, we found this man subverting our nation. And I read that and I think, oh, they're talking about Israel. They're not. They say, he opposes the payment of taxes to Caesar and claims to be Messiah King. They're claiming Rome as their nation. Even though they're widely known to oppose Roman rule and authority. Hence why they're waiting for the Messiah. Mm -hmm. It's dumb. So Pilate asked Jesus, are you king of the Jews? And Jesus goes, you have said so. Jesus replied. 
Then Pilate announced to the chief priests in the crowd, I find no basis for charge against this man, but they insisted. He serves up people all over Judea by his teaching. He started in Galilee, and he's come all the way here. It's not the first time he's come, but whatever. I'm over here trying to defend Jesus, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, he needs my help. You got this. Like, <laughs> on hearing this, Pilate asked if the man was a Galilean. When he learned that Jesus was under Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him to Herod, who was also in Jerusalem at that time. When Herod saw Jesus, he was greatly pleased because for a long time he'd been wanting to see him. He's a popular guy. So, I don't know how far you're going to get here, but th- Go ahead. this definitely a different Herod than the one at the Christmas story, Herod. Oh, Herod's not a name. There we go. It's a title. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Because this would be like trippy as heck. Yeah, it'd be weird. Yeah. The guy... King Herod, I thought was what they called him. No, Herod was a king. Herod? Herod was a title. Okay. But the Herod... Yeah, go ahead. Romans. Really weird. We think of king as being the dude. Like, that's top... Top rung, right? Yeah, good to be the king and all that. Uh, in Rome, it's second rung. Okay. Caesar, under Caesar were kings, Herods. Hmm. Same, same word, different Oh, it's like emperor and then king? Yeah. Okay. And then under them were governors and so on and so forth. Okay. And kings were assigned regions. Herod, Herod I think it was Herod Antipas, but I don't have a history book in front of me, so don't quote me. Um, was over basically Syria and northern Judea, Galilee. Whereas Pilate was over the southern Judea, Judean area, southern um, Palestine, basically. Um, all the way east as well. But Pilate wasn't a Herod. No, he was more of a governor. He would have had a different boss besides Herod. I can't remember who his boss was. I don't remember now. But two different regions of Rome. Galilee was in a different Roman region than Jerusalem was. That's, that's kind of wild. I, I think of those as one region. but 120 miles apart. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so Roman, Rome covered a ton of areas. And so Caesar couldn't rule at all, especially not in AD 30. There's no internet. There's no Air Force One. There's no, none of that. Sure. Wouldn't have even been called Air Force One. It would have been called like... Zeus one or something. I don't know. It would have been. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Whatever. So, yeah, some of that hierarchy, I used to know a lot better than I do. I used to know the titles and the rankings and whatnot, but I've kind of forgot them over time. It's worth looking up, though. I just can't do it right now because we're doing this. Yeah, and I'm not going to look it up because I'm not that concerned with it. Okay. Anyway, back to verse 8. 8. When Herod saw Jesus, he was greatly pleased because for a long time he had been wanting to see him. From what he had heard about him, he hoped to see him perform a sign of some sort. He plied him with many questions, but Jesus gave him no answer. The chief priests and the teachers of the law were standing there vehemently accusing him. Then Herod and his soldiers ridiculed and mocked him. Dressing him in an elegant robe, they sent him back to Pilate. I love this. That day, Herod and Pilate became friends. What a weird thing to put in the Bible. Before this, they had been enemies. Sure. Apparently. Pilate called together the chief priests, the rulers of the people, oh, the rulers and the people, and said to them, You brought me this man as one who was inciting the people to rebellion. 
I've examined him in your presence and have found no basis for your charges against him. Neither is Herod, for he sent him back to us, and as you can see, he's done nothing to deserve death. Therefore, I'll punish him and I'll release him. It's so weird. This happened with Paul a couple times. It is, ah, nothing's wrong with you. We're just going to beat you up a little bit and let you go. It doesn't fit with our North American system of justice. No. Okay. But the whole crowd shouted, away with this man. Release Barabbas to us instead. Barabbas had been thrown into prison for an insurrection in the city and, and for, for murder. murder. Oh, yeah, and murder. Luke, why you got to put insurrection in the city in there? I guess that was the big one. Was not murder enough? <laughs> he was a murderer. He was an insur- insurrectionist, Peter. Yeah, he started a riot. Oh, oh, yeah, I almost forgot. That murderer, too. It's just so ridiculous. Wanting to release Jesus, Pilate appealed to them again. But they kept shouting, crucify him, crucify him. For the third time he spoke to them, why? What crime has this man committed? I found in him no grounds for the death penalty. Therefore, I will have him punished and then release him. But with loud shouts, they insistently demanded that he be crucified and their shouts prevailed. Man, mob rules a heck of a thing. Uh So Pilate decided to grant their demand. He released the man who had been thrown into prison for insurrection and murder, the one they asked for, and surrendered Jesus to their will. I am struck by the contrast. And I talked about this a few episodes ago when we covered Palm Sunday. I'm stuck by the contrast of the mood of the city in like five days time. Like just a few days ago, Jesus comes into town on a borrowed donkey. Then somebody was like, oh, the Lord needs it. By all means, take my donkey. To cheers. To cheers and palm branches and scripture quotes. Hosanna in the highest. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Mm. Like Good times. Yeah. Those were good times. Now we're at, no, no, insurrectionist and murderer, please crucify this dude. Mm-hmm. He's, I, he's not, I didn't do anything. I can't find any reason to do it. I don't care. Kill him, please. Yeah. There's, there's, no, reason, there's no reason to kill him. So? It's, it's mind-boggling to me. We don't know that they were the same people, but it's the same town. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's crazy to me. It's just absolutely crazy. I don't know. You know, it's a funny thing. We, I think, I say we, I don't necessarily mean Orion and I. I, I think a lot of Christians struggle with the contrast here of, I want to get angry at the crowd for demanding the death of a man who did no wrong, who actually came to set them free. Well, it's injustice. Right. But at the same time, Without the injustice, I have no salvation. Right. So, so then do I thank these people? Uh, Come on, Ryan. Yeah, okay, well. No, because it's still, it's still wrong, right? Like, God can do, and God does, take terrible things and work them for good. Yeah. To those who love him, right? Yeah. Like, we know this. We've seen it. Everyone's got examples. It's in the book. Every, but everyone's got examples of where God took some mess that we made or someone or tragedy made or and whatever, yeah. dumped on us, and then he takes takes it and makes it good. But it doesn't make the mess good. You know, it, doesn't, it doesn't mean that 
the mess was good in the first place. He takes the bad and makes it work for good. It's still bad. It's like it's still injustice here. This you know, and that's what what leaps out in your heart. It's like no, that's wrong. It it kind of doesn't matter that it's even Jesus. Like it's like wait wait, wait why we hear about uh, people go to prison for a crime they didn't commit and we get angry. Like that still happens to us. Like we, we're we're bothered by that in our core. And I think that's that's good. Like that that stirs yeah. us up in us that, that we react that way. That's good. That's a that's a the conscience that God's chiseled onto our hearts of flesh. Right. That 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 kind of that eternal law. Like where no, you don't serve for a crime you didn't commit. But but also, yeah, I'm glad it happened in this case. <laughs> it's such a weird dichotomy, right? Yes. Of like you killed my savior, who had to be killed to be my savior. Wow. It's crazy, man. It is. I'm stuck on this verse. Uh, Actually, just part of uh, a sentence in in verse 25. Verse 25 reads this. He released the man who had been thrown into prison for insurrection and murder, and the one they, comma, the one they asked for, and surrendered Jesus to their will. Surrendered God to to the the will will of the people. Angry mob. Surrendered God to the will of sovereign sinners. God. Say sovereign God. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Surrendered sovereign God to the, to will, the will of, of an sinners. Angry mob. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know that I'd seen that in there before. Man, what is that? I can't even. That's flipped. That's flipped upside down. There. I don't know if it's worded that way on purpose, but it's worded that way. And one would argue, or could argue, that every word in the Bible has purpose. Mm. Let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be stuck on that for a while, probably till Easter. All right. As the soldiers led him away, they seized Simon from Cyrene, who was on his way from the country, just out for a walk, and put put the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. A large number of people followed him, including women who mourned and wailed for him. And Jesus turned to them and said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me. Weep for yourselves and for your children. For the time will come when you say, Blessed are the childless childless women, the wombs that never bore, and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills cover us. It's Hosea 10.8. For if people do these things when the tree is green, what will happen when it is dry? Man, Jesus, parables and metaphors all the way to the end, man. And dark yeah. omen here from Jesus. You think it's bad right now, just you wait. Wow. It's going to get worse. Yeah. Craziness. Two other men, both criminals, were also let out with him to be executed. And when they came to the place called the Skull... They crucified him there along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching, and the rulers sneered, even sneered at him. And they said, He saved others. Let him save himself if he's God's Messiah, the Chosen One. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine vinegar and said, If you're the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was a written notice above him which read, This is the king of the Jews. 
One of the criminals who hung there and hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. I love it. I just love it. Hey, man, uh, why don't you save yourself? Oh, uh, and us. Us too. Throw us in there. for Yes, would you? But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't, don't you fear God? He said, since you are under the same sentence, we are punished justly for we're getting what our deeds deserve. But this man's done nothing wrong. Then he said to Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, truly I tell you, you'll be with me in paradise after a period of soul sleep. Oh, Peter. (laughs) (laughs) You knew I was going to have something to say about this. Ryan and I have been friends for a long time. Let me read the verse correctly. Verse 43 says, Jesus answered him, truly I tell you, Today, you will be with me in paradise. And let me explain why Peter makes fun. <laughs> I'm not making fun of you, man. Not me. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Uh, there, so there's, uh, maybe you've heard it, uh, but if you haven't, uh, here you have. So there's groups of Christians. There's a theology that says that when the Christian dies, there is a period of soul sleep. They call it, some some people call it, where the soul uh, goes dormant and time sleeps. continues to pass. Yeah, it sleeps. And then uh, eventually there's a get to be, you know, wake up, soul wakes up and then is with the Lord. And uh, I, I don't subscribe to this. And I think it's, I think that, I mean, like any theology, there's going to be some scripture verses that people pull from and to make their point and so forth. But the uh, the verse for that, by the way, that people work off of is it talks about the second coming. And it says, the dead who are in Christ shall rise first to meet him in the air. Right. That's where that's, one, that's where they yeah. pull that from. And, and yeah, without getting too far down that road, the, one I, the reason I want to say something about this is because it's total junk, the the little mental gymnastics that some people will do to explain away in this particular verse, because this one says, has Jesus telling a guy today, the, the letters are in red. Yeah. It says Jesus speaking says, he says, truly I tell you today, you will be with me in paradise. Now, uh, I don't know the numbers, but Jesus had this phrase that he used and it's in the Bible dozens of times. I think it's like 40 something times. But he says this phrase, truly I say to you. Verily in the King James. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. And he says it all the time. It's just a thing. It's like, oh, here he goes again. You know, must be something important because every time he says, truly I say to you, it's always something good that follows. And so what some people will tell you is that the comma here is in the wrong place because the, the phrase he was intending to utter was, truly I tell you today... Truly, I tell you today, as that's the clause, oh, and then, comma, uh, you will be with me in paradise, and then that's kind of a vague timeline. The problem is he never, ever, ever said in the, the recorded scriptures, truly, I tell you today, except for this one. His, his phrase wasn't truly, I tell you today. It was truly, I tell you. And then the, the, the following phrase is his, uh, the new information. And, I've just been through five versions. And they all have the comma in the right place. Well, uh, in the right place. Yeah. I mean, I think it's in the right place. But yeah, so. so some people tell you the comma was moved because uh, everyone's out to get their theology or whatever. And uh, anyway, now you know. <laughs> how do, how do, how, we could take that or leave it or whatever. Uh, soul sleep versus immediate uh, 
experiential presence with God when we die. I like to think that when I die, I get to be right with him. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Father. Paul said it. Uh, I definitely lean that way. I mean, that's where I, I believe that. If there is some period of time between, and the soul sleep folk are, are correct on that, it doesn't really bother me. However God does it is fine. But don't pervert this verse to try to make it fit with your theology. It's very clear what this says. It doesn't need, don't move the comma. The comma is in the right place. Can I throw out my theology on this? Just because we, I think we presented a clear picture of soul sleep. Okay. I don't know that we've pre- presented a clear picture of the opposite. We Fair just enough. said, that's junk. Sure, go ahead. I, I'm with you, it's junk. Here's my thought, how I come, how I arrive at this. Simply, and and I think it it, it handles uh, what happens at the end just as well. Um, you go all the way back to Genesis one. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was void without form. Spirit of the Lord hovered over the face of the waters, and God said, "Let there be light," and there was light. All of that happened before time was ever created. Mm. Uh, morning and evening of the first day happens after all of those verses time uh, God exists absent time before Abraham was okay I am I'm gonna argue with you go ahead really go ahead where you you don't like this uh the we don't we keep days by the setting of the sun but we don't keep time by the setting of the sun Time and God exists apart from time. I think so too. And so to be with God is to be apart from time. Uh, apart so from to God, say the body time. has to okay. sit for, a, or the spirit or the soul has to sit for a time. Okay. Forget it. To be with the Father means to be apart from time, so the soul doesn't have to sit with time. Okay. You know what? So you're saying at the moment the soul leaves the body, it um, goes to the Father. It goes to a timeless. The, it's the beginning and the end all at once. Okay, which I don't like. I know. Because you have in Revelation uh, the saints crying, how much longer do I got to wait? Yeah. Well, if they were in timelessness, then they would not be worried about it. But I don't know. You can get like down a trail there. I just didn't like that you were, you were saying that. There's no the, time. Well, and, Or time's a human construct. Well. It's, it's not. It's a God construct. Yeah. God, I think God... Um, uh, he allows us to understand, you know, something that we call time, and that's yeah. fine. And, and and we observe time. I mean, time is a real thing. Like things change over. Uh, you look at if you look at things two times, there's change in that time. Yeah, and in, in that window. Yeah, I'm trying not to define time by the word time, but if you look at a plant, uh, twenty times, the plant is changing each one of those times it's it's whether uh, it's observable observable or not doesn't matter right but then the longer the distance between those times the greater the possibility of observable change right and then eventually i mean that plant goes from right like a seed to a seedling and whatever and then to like, a plant to dead and it's dead and then it's compost and all that stuff so we we observe time and and maybe god created all that just for us to be able to uh, witness change and learn and experience things and so forth. I don't know, but I, yeah, I just don't know how to wrestle or how to resolve is the right phrase. The soul out of the body in a state of timelessness. I mean, I get that what you're saying. We don't need, a t- we don't need time at that point. Most people listening right now are going, I really don't care. 
when, and, we, and when I, are we getting to verse 47? I care way too much about this geeky four. stuff, but uh, yeah. yeah, go ahead. You can move on. You think so? I, 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 I'll allow it. <laughs> I love these discussions. Uh, listeners, if you love these discussions too, uh, email podcast at morethanhears.com. I honestly love your opinion. Or if you're like, just get on with it. Uh, we'll take that under advisement. Yeah, well, then we'll know, oh, we're bothering someone now. Sorry, so-and-so and and such and such. Uh, We're going on a a little rant. For those keeping track, cough drop number three. Jealous. (laughs) I think I'm out now. It was now about noon. This is verse uh, 44. Darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. I don't want emails about your eclipse theories. I don't care. The Bible says darkness fell over the whole land until three in the afternoon. I don't care how it happened. The sun stopped shining, and the curtain of the temple, which was how thick, Orion? Something like eight or ten inches or something stupid. Yeah, something it was ridiculous. ridiculous thick. Torn in two. We were talking about this. Sorry, this came up. Do, do I need to let you finish? No, go ahead. Did you just said it? It tore in two. It's the end of verse 45. Go yeah. ahead. Okay, so we've addressed this before, I think, the whole reason for the tearing of the, uh, the yeah, curtain. Yeah, hit it. Okay, the reason is because... And then I just think it is so cool because why like, was the curtain there? Di- the t- the curtain was there to separate us from God because if we were in the presence of God, we would die because As we were ugly, s- dirty, filthy, ugly sinners. Totally. Yeah. So this curtain was put there, and then once a year, uh, the high priest got to go in and Maybe. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, well, he did. Whether he got to come out alive is a different story, right? He had to be pure. He had to purify himself. Uh, say his prayers, go in there, make sacrifice, atone, atoning sacrifice on behalf of everybody else, and then come out. But that curtain, stay, there was a curtain, and then there was like another room outside the curtains. So it was like an like extra layer, making sure that nobody else got exposed to the Holy Spirit, um, which was resided in there, in yeah. that, in that uh, holiest of holies place. So when Jesus uh, gives up, you can hardly say Jesus was killed because he says uh, he... It's the next verse. Spoiler alert. Oh, is it? Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Well, yeah, but but prior, I think, uh, he where he talks about uh, no one t- takes my life, I give it. Oh, my, yeah, early, early. Right. Yeah. So the, anyway, the, he does, he dies and the curtain rips. And then we were talking about this in, I think it was Sunday school, and I was thinking, it was just a fun kind of like a rhetorical question. Did... Uh, did that tearing let God out or let us in? And I thought that was a fun thought to entertain. What? Because it was never about keeping God in that little box. It was about keeping us away, keeping us alive by, you know, I mean, I don't know. I'm just... No, I'm, it's I'm, good stuff, I'm man. out on it because it's a, it's a cool concept to me. There's a... I don't... Oh, I shouldn't even bring this up. One of the apocryphal books describes the presence of God leaving the temple some two or 300 years before Jesus. What? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. After show reading. Yeah. I'll find, I'll figure out which one it is at least. It's a cool story. Jesus called out with a loud voice, father into your hands. I commit my spirit. And, uh, Newsflash, it's actually a quote from uh, Psalm 31, verse 5. When he'd said this, he breathed his last. The centurion, seeing what had happened, praised God and said, Surely this was a righteous man. When all the people who had gathered to witness this sight saw what took place, they beat their breasts and went away. 
But all those that knew him, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance watching these things. Now there was a man named Joseph, a member of the council, a good and upright man who had not consented to their decision and action. He came from the Judean town of Arimathea, and he himself was waiting for the kingdom of God. Going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body, and then he took it down, wrapped it in a linen cloth, and placed it in a tomb, cut in the rock, one which no one had yet been laid. It was the preparation day, and the Sabbath was about to begin. We talked about this, Orion and I, because it hit me uh, this last Easter when we covered this story, that Joseph of Arimathea was a, a, a leader, uh, one of the teachers of the law. He was, uh, important. he was a member of the council of leaders, uh, the Jewish leaders. And there was another guy with Sanhedrin, him. Sanhedrin, was it? Uh, probably, I think so, Sanhedrin. I think that's who it was. One of the other Gospels covers another guy that was with him. And this is a cool moment where they take Jesus' body and they bury him. But Orion and I, I think, had the aha moment at the same time this last Easter of this is like the day before Passover. And these two dudes in doing this become unclean and are not able to eat the Passover. They're like, I don't even know how to like put it. Like They're the guys lighting the fireworks, but the day before the fireworks disqualify themselves from lighting fireworks. Mm. That doesn't even do it justice. No. I don't think absent being a Jew in Jerusalem in ancient Israel context can we fully understand the sacrifice these guys made. And part of you wants to go, why didn't they stand up uh, when they were deciding to throw Jesus under the bus in the first place? I don't know. Maybe they did. We don't know. We know ultimately the council decided to turn Jesus over to Pilate. But it says that in verse 51, who had not consented to their decision and action. Right. He didn't vote for it. Right. He goes, day before the Passover, what can I do to undo the injustice that's been done? And so he asks for the body of Jesus. He wraps him up and he buries him in a tomb, which makes him ceremonial, ceremonially unclean, I think, for seven days. I believe that's right. And we looked this up that in the law, if you were unclean at the time of the Passover, you could not eat the Passover. And that you celebrated a second Passover 40 days later. Ah. Ten days before Pentecost. Crazy stuff, man. It's crazy stuff. It's just... This is a cool little moment of a guy quietly to himself sacrificing on behalf of Jesus. And granted, it's not like cross sacrifice. Like he didn't, his sacrifice doesn't compare to Jesus's, but it's cool. I don't know. That's all. Thank okay. you. Here we go. Uh, we're almost done. Uh, the women who had come with Jesus from Galilee followed Joseph and saw the tomb and how his body was laid in it. Then they went home and prepared spices and perfumes. But they rested on the Sabbath in obedience to the commandment. And that's the end of Luke 23. I think we, uh, I won't give any spoilers about what happens in chapter 24, but rest assured if you're bummed out, the story gets really good. <laughs> <laughs>